I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How does that happen? Shrunken heads, you know? Like, I don't know. How do they make heads so small? Shrunken head was was actually a branding thing. That's a regular size head. (laughs) Shit. It's just perspective. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. When he's telling it to you, he's holding one head way back here by his chest. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a forced perspective shot. It's like how they made the Lord of the Rings. Boys here. The internet's number one fence for stolen goods is back with some more of that good stuff. I am your fixer, Peter O'Donohue, and I am joined by uh, Peter. I broke my my lock pick set again. Can I get another one? <laughs> yeah, but I'm taking it out of your next sale. Okay, okay. Put it on I'm your e- tab. I'm Ethan. I'm Ethan. I can't <laughs> stop breaking my lock picks. I'm the, the the unethical thief, James Miller, and I'm here to steal from the poor and give to the rich. Okay, good. Yeah. You're the government. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just an institution, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, today's Thief episode was requested by patrons Bottle Bob, or it's either Bobble, Bobble Bob or Bottle Bob. Anyway, it's, it's, I think it's the first request we've done for him, so I, hello, sorry it took so long. Uh, and supported by David, last name withheld. Uh, and if you'd like to join these two, just like Keith Alm and Wooly Booly did, uh, check out our Patreon linked below, or just go to Patreon.com/slash/TheLoreBoys and kick us, oh, kick, kick us a couple of shekels, dude. Did did someone think to pull up the new patrons? We he just said their some. name. He just said Wooly Bully and Keith Alm. Oh, I was yeah, so busy. Just, like, two guys at random, just like yeah, them too. <laughs> I was so busy thinking if we did it right, I wasn't listening to see if we did it right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, here we are. We're in the same room. Okay, I got yeah, it. Perfect. Present. All right, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys want to suggest topics uh, as well, uh, jump into the Discord linked below or on the website. However, you want to get there. Yeah, if you want, uh, if you want to join the Patreon, you can learn fun fun things like why I does can't organ swim. Yeah, <laughs> and, and my org sim is no. Uh, yeah. So check out the Patreon bonus content for that. Pizza or, bagels, the new contraceptive. Yeah. Only or one what way to find it. can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Ethan, uh, since you always go on and on about how much you love stealth games and how mm-hmm. your baby's middle name and like boy or girl is going to be Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you go off? on how many times you've played the thief games and like how much you love stealth and what you remember from them yeah okay uh (laughs) you play as a raccoon uh and you got a big like burlap sack that you carry around your bag and you're a raccoon but you you specifically have like the little thief mask on uh (laughs) and you sneak around you know the thief mask the one that covers it's black mask covers just your eyes it's very good at at is this sly cooper what is this (laughs) yeah it's, it's the thief game Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings All a right, bell. Right. What is the actual raccoon, though? And you, you, you rob dumpsters, uh, and you break into cupboards with your little thumbs. Aww. Uh, and you're a big fan of peanut butter in the games canonically. Uh, but it keeps getting you into trouble because you leave little peanut butter 
raccoon footprints all over the house that you that you burgled. Uh, and I think they end with you getting executed by the state. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Cl- pretty close. Pretty close. Like clearly a ton of experience with the thief series. Yeah. Uh, Jibo. Um. <laughs> I know they exist. I think we have an episode on them already. Oh, well, thank God. <laughs> yeah, like didn't we already? Didn't we already cover these? We know we have not done Thief. Oh, we covered. What's the the uh, the face that's on the mannequin that's in your room? That's oh, uh, it, it, honored. It, it used to be dishonored. The dishonored. mask is is completely yeah. It was like shitty latex or whatever, and got so dry it crumbled to pieces. Okay. But that was dishonored, which uh, a lot of the people who made Thief made dishonored. They share okay. a lot of the same DNA. That's okay. That's where I'm getting that feeling from then. But I, I haven't played any thieves. I think there's two or three of them. There's four. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Holy we'll get out of it. Don't be worried. All right. Um, I personally have played all four thief games, uh, but I've only finished two of them. I finished the second game, which is thief Two: the metal age. And then I also played the reboot from 2014. Um, I've tried to play the first thief, which is thief, the dark project. It's too fucking hard. Like, it is just, like, too janky and way too old PC gamer hard. I, I've never been able to get through it. And, like, I like I liked it, but, like, really could never, ever get through it. Even, like, I beat Thief 2 and I checked my Steam time. It took me 27 hours to beat Thief 2. And that was just, like, F5, F9, F5, F9. Like, every time you fuck something up. Because, like, the main character is not good at fighting. And his point, like, his purpose is not to be like, oh, well, you fucked up and you can fight your way out, like a lot of modern stealth games. Like, straight up, a regular, like, off-the-street security guard can just kick the shit out of you if you fuck something up. Like, <laughs> Garrett is not, he's, he's a lover, not a fighter, straight up. Wow. Well, he's a, he's a stealer, not a fighter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a peanut butter-covered raccoon, not a, not a fighter. <laughs> um... And then, according to Steam, again, I played the third game, Thief Deadly Shadows, for 35 minutes in 2014. So okay. don't worry, I have played all of them. <laughs> um, I, I think I put it in it. my backlog. And it's just like, you know, you can make like categories on Steam now. Or yep. I mean, now, of course, you could do it for years. But like, it's I have a backlog category that is just like games that like, yeah, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play Mutant Year Zero and Absolver, I promise. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I believe yeah. you. I fully believe you. Thanks. I don't think you're in denial. No, no, no. 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 Like, I think that, that's why we're friends. It's because you let me just talk shit. <laughs> um, and then finally, I finished the reboot a few times. Uh, despite the fact that the reboot of Thief from 2014 is not great, uh, it was... It's half decent. We'll get into it later. Um, it was made by Eidos Montreal, uh, kind of when Square Enix was making all their Western developers make more mainstream reboots of a lot of their games. So, like, Deus Ex came out and like those games are good but like tomb raider was kind of off to a rocky start despite the fact that really stuck the landing with the second with like the second and the third and like hitman absolution a lot of people hate which i talked about on our hitman episode and then hitman hitman 2 and hitman 3 like the rebooted reboots are like fucking god tier stealth games like if you want them so what's what's going on with kind of that in montreal then like idos i know went to like a four-day work week but square enix like sold all of their their offices to get into the crypto game or something like that or to get into blockchain games like it was like something as equally stupid yeah uh but like i have a lot of friends who work at idos montreal and yeah four day week um and they were purchased by embracer group who are okay. like a gigantic swedish company that own like 150 developers but are super hands-off okay um 
I was talking to somebody else about this a couple days ago where it was just like, no, no, like, it's like Blumhouse, the people who make all those horror movies. Because you can make a thousand shitty horror movies, but one will be Paranormal Activity and it'll make a billion dollars right. and it'll take care of the rest of the company. Right. Embracer Group is like very much just like, make whatever you want because one of you is going to succeed and don't worry, everybody still gets a paycheck because like, and sometimes you get something cool like Dying Light and sometimes you get something shit like Elex 2 or like whatever the huh. fuck, right? Like it's just, they cast a very wide net and they, cool. they own... Um, Idos, Idos, uh, Montreal. Now, yeah, cool. Good to know. IO Interactive, though, the people who make Hitman are independent, as far as I know. They they bought themselves back from Square Enix. Cool. Squeaks. Yeah. From Squeaks. Squeenix. Yeah. They sent in a bald man to like steal some files from Sony, so they had something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Yeah, yeah it like 2014, like Dishonored and the new Hitman worked out at this time. So prior to that, I could have recommended. Thief 2014, but like not really anymore. Frankly, there's a thousand better things you can get for six bucks during a Steam sale now. So, so okay, yeah. so not recommended. This series trash. Peter O'Donnell. Uh, the, the 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 original three. Uh, <laughs> I very much support playing the old games if you're into old 90s PC games. 100. Yeah. percent And by this series trash, he means that's great because you play as a raccoon. So. Raccoon, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. Eating garbage. Yeah. It's a, a resounding endorsement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So regardless, uh, whether it's the reboot or the pre-boot, uh, Thief take pla- takes place in The City, which is the official name for an autonomous city-state somewhere in a vaguely 19th century European town. Like, it's the okay. country the city is bordered by is is never named. Uh, the first spoiler image, if you guys want to bring that up and describe it, uh, you, you'll notice it's very London. It's a very, very vague industrialized city in the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Check. Exactly. So technology-wise, most people still use torches. However, rich people have gas lamps or electric lamps. This plays back in a really cool... The old games have, like, fucking in- incredible stealth mechanics, too, like light, sound, all the... And you have a bunch of different gadgets you can use. Um, electric uh, Electronic lights cannot be shot out with water arrows. So one of your gadgets is a, just, like, a regular arrow shaft, but yeah. at tip is a glass crystal that has a little bit of water in it. So you can shoot out torches at range, but you can't do that with electric lamps. You need to find switches to turn them off. <laughs> okay. I feel, like the, yeah. I feel like the inertia of a ball of water at the end of an arrow shot from a bow would smash a light bulb. I'm just saying light bulbs aren't really known for being like hard to break. I like <laughs> I like I even the opposite, though. It must be so hard to put out a candle with an arrow. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like knocking over. It just like rolls off the table, lights the carpet on fire. You're like, yeah. ah, clean, e- clean exit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, what is it? Like, no, like you describe it as like a a pointy arrow tip that has a, a little bit of water. So I guess it would like break on impact. What? Yeah. I wonder if it'd be like that battle archery type thing where you know they have like that big poof on the end, but it's like a water balloon. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad you don't have, like, a long-range way to, like, knock out guards where it's, like, the exact same thing, but it's full of, like, chloroform. You just, like, shoot a guy in the face and knock yeah. him out cold. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot, there's a lot of cool game mechanics. There's varying light levels. Sound is a big thing. Another gadget that you have is called the Moss Arrow, which is just a little arrow where you shoot it at the ground and it kind of dissolves into a pad of grass. And that muffles your foot, your footsteps, basically, because, like, metal, wood, carpets, glass, all make different levels of sound, where, like, even if you're crouching, because 
for some reason, like in the game, it always sounds like Garrett's wearing tap shoes. <laughs> if you're walking on anything other than carpet, even crouching, you make it's like clop, clop. Yeah, he's just clop, he's got clop. he's Dutch. We're gonna learn what? that Garrett is a Dutch name, and he's wearing clogs. Yeah. Of course, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also what what's really nice about the moss arrows too is that it shows you where North is if you shoot them at the at a rock. I had the or same the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, you can only fire them north. Like, what is the moss here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah. Then there's other ones like there's a noise arrow that has like a, I don't know what it's called, but you know, like on, on New Year's you've got like the little kind of L-shaped thing that you just like swing around and it goes like noise maker. Sort yeah. of. It's got, little, it's got a little cartoon frog on a on an arrow. Yeah. A frog and claw to it. <laughs> a frog and clogs <laughs> yeah a frog and clog adventure i was watching i saw on reddit a picture of like uh 30 year old clogs versus brand new ones and they do look like they become comfortable but what the swedish were saying is that your the clogs don't bend to your feet your feet bend to the clogs over time like you have to yeah. get used to them yeah it's like that also like chinese foot binding like i don't yeah. think that's the right way to do it Right. I, I think wooden I'd go with wooden shoes over turning my feet into little bird feet, but yeah, yeah. I mean me too, but also like I would buy a pair of shoes that fit me properly and not just like yeah. no no don't worry about it. Like I'm not worried about my posture. My bones will change shape. Guys, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be a dad soon. I'm buying like white new balances, like full right. comfort. Come on, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Socks up to the knees. Uh, oh, with yeah. grass stains on them and stuff. It's I hope great. so. I mean to be fair, I already do socks up to the knees with shorts, so. Yeah, that one's not a stretch, and I ha and I do own several fanny packs. Good, really? I got, I don't I got some pack. boxes already checked. Don't worry. I have a fanny pack <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. I know uh, a a friend of my girlfriend's wears a fanny pack across his chest. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's how I typically wear mine. I have an Electronic Arts uh, an EA uh, fanny pack from a convention that I went to, and every time you put five dollars in, it takes twenty five percent. Um, but yeah, but it does work. But you just have to pay for the streamer spends ten thousand dollars trying to get his keys out of an EA fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, back to the city. So the city is ruled over by a baron, uh, who in the original games uh, is actually out of town, leading troops in a war against another city state called the Blackbrook. Uh, possibly due to them actually having the creativity to name the town or for economic reasons. It's never really... There's a bunch of stuff that Garrett... It, it's really interesting to play as a guy who's really just part of the city. There's a lot of stuff that Garrett simply does not know and is not written into the lore. Most of the lore is from stuff that you can pick up and read and actually like talk to people about because he's not... He, of course, has protagonist powers where the most interesting things that all happen within the city all happen, happen to involve Garrett. Yeah, but he's not like he's not necessarily the chosen one or not like not not in the same kind of way the, despite the difficulty and maybe the jankiness i still recommend the original games like or the first two of course like you know yeah thief deadly shadow I played it for half an hour fucking buy it like <laughs> it's not really an endorsement but i'll get to it one day maybe uh, the city was built on the site of at least two prior civilizations. Uh, one was called Karath Din, and it's part of some sort of techno-magical empire, like simply called the Precursors, which did give me some Halo flashbacks, but I recovered, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the second empire that is below the city, or the remnants of it, is called the Kershok. Uh, the Kershok are a race of xenophobic fish people whose empire was likely destroyed while collaborating with a god named the Trickster. 
Um, the trickster is a combination of Pan and Loki, really. Right. Oh, I was going to, I thought you were going to say the trickster was a combination of trick and stir. <laughs> yeah. It's a portmanteau. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like tricky the way when you stir a pot, yeah. like all the vegetables move around in it, you know? Yeah. Pretty tricky. There's like master chefs who can do different types of tricksters. Like yeah, you, you exactly. spin it up and if it's especially, <laughs> oh, yeah, especially yeah. viscous, you could like spin and move upwards to make like a mountain that kind of settles like nice, or nice right. like thrown up. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like sleeve tattoos and he's like, honestly, it's, yeah, it's like cool to watch him make your drink the first time, but like frankly, yeah. waiting six minutes for him to mix your drink every time is a little, <laughs> I'm trying to fucking score here, dude. Like yeah. what are you doing? He drops an egg onto the table and has three mounds of dough that he spins around. And then when he lifts them up, it was under none of them the whole time. But he lifts and then he lifts one up and there's three eggs underneath. And you're like, so overall the world of thief is not kind of as much of a bleak hellhole like dishonored is uh until the reboot of course uh which just stole from dishonored because it was like a spiritual succession to thief and then new thief was just like what if we made dishonored but worse yeah um there's no successor to dishonored which was a spiritual successor to thief exactly yeah 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 and, um, and that's how you just end up in a feedback loop getting progressively like more grim dank grim dank grim dank right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> like there's no plague or anything like that and honestly life in the city doesn't even seem that bad like it's not a police state like there's like some factions which is what this episode is going to be about that like have their own thing but it's not like you know it, it, it's not just it's not just the rich and then like a slave cast there's like regular people in between okay basically which is cool it's it's a very neat world to read about and to like play through because yeah and that's i guess why garrett is a cool lead as well because he's just like part of the fabric of the city he's just like a you know uh, most of your missions most of the games start off where he's just like well i gotta pay rent and like he's just a thief by trade it's not like i need to save the world he always gets wrapped up in something by you know breaking into the baron's mansion and stealing something spooky but primarily <laughs> like the tutorial missions are always just like you need a thousand bucks or else you're gonna kick, get, get kicked out of your shack right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a yeah. good setup right so the so the antagonist much like real life is landlords Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of. <laughs> uh, if you look at the next spoiler range, you can see what Garrett looks like as well. He looks like a map. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, I think you. Episode. Did they the end next... up out of order? Those bastards. <laughs> yeah, I think number two was a map, which I I don't know if you told us to reveal the first two, but it is a map of the city. But I uh, put in the wrong image in the script. So okay. I put in two for the city. One was like the industrial, the dark area with all the kind of lit up houses. And then there was the map too. But, okay. So, so pres presumably when you say reveal spoiler image three, you're going to mean four. Uh, no. e e <laughs> find the picture of Garrett. I and found it. Like it's I know the one, <laughs> it's the one right underneath the map. And it looks like he has yeah. glycoma and he has a little tiny sword. Like the hilt is almost as big as the blade. So it's like a dagger, I guess with a hilt. Um, <laughs> a little tiny sword like <laughs> a dagger i know you never see the handguard on a dagger when do you see a handguard <laughs> it's not a handguard it's a buckle on his clothes it's on his yeah it's that's on his belt oh. you, you order your glasses you said no i was gonna say jamie i did it oh my god i didn't order the glasses. you had it pulled up you had them chosen and everything just, uh, no don't hit, don't hit by 
He does not have glaucoma. I'll explain what's up with his eye later on. Yeah, leather armor. I do like how Jamie, you also inserted the word "eye" into glaucoma by, call by calling it glycoma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no ea and glycoma i mean yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> give a smack on the ass just like yeah <laughs> so outside the cities are the pagans who are presumably white people with gross dreads harem pants and dirty feet they refer to themselves in their own kind of they uh speak pigeon english Primarily, okay. which I tried to look up. It's 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 like a, a, a different kind of version of it. I didn't really understand. But if you heard it, you would recognize it. They refer to themselves uh, as the folk of the woodsy. And they worship the natural world as well as the trickster who we mentioned uh, just before. Right. Over the course of the first game, uh, the trickster is actually disguised as a man named Constantine. And he hires Garrett to steal various objects that he actually requires secretly for, like, a chaotic ritual that he wants to perform within the Maw of Chaos, which is his, like, little pocket dimension magical realm, which it, he the trickster is aiming to destroy all technology and reclaim the Earth with nature, basically. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a good guy. Just saying. He left that part of the He left the whole destroy the city part of the Craigslist post when he had hired, like, Naturally. You know, yeah, M but like, like M four T man four thief looking for yeah. man to disrupt the, the order of things. We're we're very much living through the evils of what industrialization in this time did right yeah. now. Like we're kind of dealing, we're kind of coming face to face with a lot of those consequences right now. So I'm I'm gonna say like mad sorcerer with the the maw of chaos in his back room who's trying to destroy the city and and return to nature become monkey. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. I yeah, he is he is the ur become monkey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the trickster thing. I think it would be a really cool restaurant idea. You call it trickster. And it's like one of those dinner and a show type things where you sit like right in front of where like the cook is. Any Hana. Yeah, yeah. And they make your meal, but there's like magic tricks in the whole in the whole cooking of your meal. And, okay. and so yeah. it's like dinner and a show. And when you finally get it, 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 it might be kind of scary because who wants to eat something that was made with magic? But I've been uh, watching well, Arrest Development, and this sounds like a thing Job would pitch to Tobias. I'm going to be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would go to that. I think that'd be a fun, even like a first date or something. That'd be fun. You get a show, you get some nice meal. And, you know. if, I know any, if I know anything about the restaurant in industry, and I've never worked in a kitchen or uh, in front end or uh, anything like that, but I have been to restaurants. Okay. Uh, I will yeah. say, I think the biggest marker for success is how good the pun on the restaurant's name is. Yeah. Yes. That typically decides whether a restaurant makes it or breaks it. That's why, I don't know if you guys noticed, McDonald's sells burgers, and everybody knows the big Mac, the famous burger. Uh -huh. That's right. sold at McDonald's. So that's, you know, it's in the <laughs> it's, name right there. It's the kind of McDonald's. Right? Yeah, it's kind of self recursive, but I get it, though. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah got it. Got it. Got it. Got like, it. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed. Burger King. So King <laughs> is like is like royalty, right? Yeah. What is Burger King? Have you guys ever thought about what Burger King sells? Um, they sell burgers primarily. No, I mean it felt so natural it really never occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, they sell burgers. That's good so marketing, right? It's like they're the king of burger. Wow. Right? It's it's pretty it's pretty cool when you really when you really open your eyes to the world. Yeah. Anyway, I got some pamphlets for you guys that I'm gonna dish out later. Oh. Buy gold. Uh, and Ryan said, uh, yeah, and <laughs> just fuck back on. Yeah, sell uh, sell your bone marrow for for thousands yeah, yeah. of dollars. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no word of a lie though. When I was working in payment, like for small businesses, the greatest pun, like I, I don't even know why they're doing something else. The people who have the best pun names are pet groomers, a hundred percent. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember all of them. It's been years, but I just remember like every time a dog groomer or a pet groomer would call, or if there's like, or if I saw their their email and what kind of business they were. Once I looked up their their merchant ID, basically, it was just like that is a hilarious name. What do they do? Oh yeah, they trim dog nails. Oh fucking, <laughs> we got, they're always good. We got pause. Okay, let's we can come up with some pause for effect. Uh, oh, that's oh yeah, that's good. Effect, yeah. Grooming. Uh, you got dog groomers unleashed. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> that was a very good one. Yeah. That one's intense. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Unleashed. <laughs> it's got like the it's got like the lowercase x, then the uppercase x before it, and the uppercase x, then lowercase x. Yeah, gamer dog here unleashed. Um, no more meowchies, and that's okay. because the soap doesn't give them tears anymore. Okay, uh, the L'Oreal yeah. Kids thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember putting L'Oreal Kids. In my eyes. Oh, we all did. Every yeah. like, every child did that. Like that and was such a dangerous market. Made you game. cry. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it burned like hell. <laughs> yeah. No more tears, but your eyes are now covered in like a miniature concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got glycoma, like fucking yeah. hair yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one of our, our our work name for the event was actually really good. It was uh, for a Terry Fox run, and they called it Cirque oh, yeah. de Sore Legs, which I really enjoyed. Oh, worldwide circus Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, uh, comes from Montreal. So yeah, yeah. And Terry Fox, of course, uh, lost one of his legs to cancer and ran halfway across the country for charity. So yeah, yeah. like a third of the way, but still. I, I almost, I almost <laughs> said he made it to Thunder Bluff, dude. I am so into WoW coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Thunder, Bay, <laughs> Thunder Bay, Thunder Bay, dude. Okay, it is Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where were we here? Right. Uh, the trickster and his relics that he is secretly having Garrett steal for his uh, based mon- and monkey-pilled ritual, right? <laughs> bring bring that one back. <laughs> one of the relics Garrett steals is called the Eye, which is a magic rock, so take a drink, uh, <laughs> embedded in a small mechanical device with claws on it. So it's like a okay. crystal with a base, and it's got these three little pointy claws that would that would retract and actually grab something. It's like the that. eye that I embedded in glycoma. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so when it was made, it's unknown. Uh, it could be as old or older than the city itself, or even from before the Kershaw Empire. So where these relics came from and when they were made is unknown. So I can't remember which one we're at. I think it's the fifth spoiler image should be a picture of what the eye looks like. And you can see it is like a paperweight with claws on it. It, it is the fourth spoiler image. Just just want to call that out for the <laughs> listeners at home. It is the fourth one. <laughs> it's It's got uh, three little fingers uh, with only one one knuckle on each of them i guess that. yeah they're like um it's like the it's like the scam carnival game claw basically yeah yeah exactly the claw he speaks yeah. for all <laughs> of us yeah <laughs> when can we do an episode about the religion of the squeaky aliens from toy story the eye uh may have been used it's like we don't really know what it caused this event, but the eye may have been used 50 years before the game starts to cause something called the Cataclysm, where the dead were raised in the old quarter of the city. Uh, the bodies were from a Hammerite Cathedral, another faction which we're going to get into, and multiple factions all actually managed to work together, and they just walled off that section of the city that was full of zombies. They were like, <laughs> we don't know what caused the Cataclysm, but the dead have risen, so we all got to work together, guys, and uh, mm-hmm. and build that wall, basically. They just, they just put a wall around it, like, yeah, that's good enough. Well, they can't climb, right? The, the, if you encounter the zombies in the first game, uh, one, they can be killed with holy water arrows, Okay. for one. 
Uh, so there's like these, like, uh, I, what are they called? Uh, like a cistern or something? The little, what's the, the dish in a church? Whatever the fuck that thing's called. The uh, holy, the holy bully. No, not a reliquary. No, it, it is the holy bully. You're right. Yeah. But, like, what's the real term for it? <laughs> I like the holy bully, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you can bless your water arrows in them when you're facing off against the undead. And when you hit them, I think they catch fire and then they explode. They're so called, that's how you call stoops. Oh, there you, you go. To know. Stoops. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can dunk them and you can dunk dunk your water arrows in a stoop, and that's how you actually kill the undead. So honestly, despite the cataclysm's name. It was handled pretty well, and uh, the uh, city is not overrun by the corpses of the dead. That's it's like good. it's like they they made cataclysm. the The word cataclysm means like utterly destroyed, like every everything's over, end of the world kind of situation. Uh, whereas decimation actually means only like ten percent destroyed, right? Yeah. And everybody uses decimation to mean uh, completely destroyed, and these guys are like, we're going to use cataclysm to mean only about ten percent destroyed. Yeah, oh, it's like the word literally. literally. It's just lost meaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the final ingredient for the trickster's spell was actually Garrett's right eye, which is why one of his pupils is all glycoma-y. Okay. Uh, and um, now, hey, hey, Garrett, I have, your, I have your toughest job yet. You've got to steal your own eye for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was looking into it. You can sell your corneas for like a, a good chunk of change, like 30000 or something like that. For What? But the eye, it's the whole eye was only 1500 bucks, Jamie. Just put a little plastic on it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it depends <laughs> on where you look. Depends on where you look. Make That's sense, true. Yeah. Man. I'm but starting to not trust whoever's buying all these body parts from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Oregon merchant doesn't seem like he's uh, on the straight well, and narrow. Yeah. yeah. Stop so contact, if you guys want to make some money, you could spend only $3 a month to get into our Patreon to learn how to make $300 a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I th- like Oregon Merchant has a pretty early retirement though, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a, I have a funny story about that where because uh, my grandmother had like lung cancer from smoking forever. She's been dead for years, so this is not a sad story. She had lung cancer for from smoking for years, and my dad's like most vivid memory he was there when she passed away in the hospital, and then like the doctors have like uh i guess like a stopwatch for like to let the family in the room grieve because the doctors came in and like for my dad his siblings were just like we're very sorry yeah yeah. can we have her corneas and all of them were just like yeah go for it it." because she had signed the organ donor card and those guys those guys come in quick they're just like move fast i guess oh yeah i'm on a i'm on that list i i don't know if anyone's gonna want anything that i've left in my body but if they free game they can have it if if it's gonna help them uh, yeah, like, what are people going to say about your corneas? Like, ordered glasses, never worn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> completely useless. Fun thing about Ontario is it's opt-out if you don't want uh, to be an organ donor. Oh, it's default organ harvesting. Yep. Uh, I guess my dad's in Ontario now, yeah. But, I mean, he's been an organ donor for, for years. My, my grandmother died in Quebec, so she was yeah. opt-in. My donate, dad's... If you're listening to this and you're on the fence, just donate your organs. Yeah. Do you don't my, need them. Do it, uh, coward. Some yeah. of the older <laughs> generations, like, still against it. Like, I remember asking my dad, and he, even though he's getting cremated... He's like, no, I don't want people taking my organs. That's weird. And I'm like, no, well, if it can help you're, someone, why not? You're yeah. being literally cremated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, I'd, ra- I'd rather they just like dump me into a big pile of shit and nobody can ever use me ever again. You know? Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know if you like pictures like the afterlife is exactly what you are like right before you're cremated or something i have no yeah, idea i hope my like, grandmother's <laughs> not in catholic heaven with no corneas that'd be very annoying 
just so unsettling because she's perfectly fine and can see but it's just like so weird to look at her when when you're just looking straight at her retinas every time you're you're talking to her basically yeah she probably has to you probably have to blink a lot too if your eyes are that sensitive or blink less because you're 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 moistening your cornea right so yeah it's just i wonder if like you ever like like (laughs) (laughs) what what are you laughing about You go for a drive and like you you roll the windows down, but your little eyes are now like little air pockets, so they're like you get like extra pressure when they like catch the wind, you know? Uh, <laughs> like whenever you're like skydiving and your mouth gets all big, like yeah, oh, yeah. Oops. oops. <laughs> Made me smack my mic. No, <laughs> oh, why don't you use your corneas, James, to see where your friggin' microphone? Yeah, I should have. Can't dude. see where your fucking corneas at. I can't even. I'll just leave it. It's fine. So the trickster plucks out one, Garrett's right eye and puts it in the mechanical eye relic, uh, which is why his right eye is white, uh, is because he gets a prosthetic mechanical eye built by uh, a scientist who we're going to talk about a little bit more l- later named Karis. Um, Karis creates his mechanical eye, and it seems to have some kind of like fantasy Bluetooth capability. Because one of the gadgets in Thief 2, when you've got your mechanical eye, is like this little camera orb. Okay. That you can, like, bounce off walls, and it lands on the ground, and then you have, like, whatever, 30 seconds where you can kind of get the lay of the land to see if there's guards patrolling or something like that yeah. to see, see what's going on. Talk on the ground in the metro, you yeah. know, look up someone's skirt. Yeah. <laughs> My neighbor would love that. So, Mark, Mark <laughs> so, Mark, um, with this biotic eye, how would you deal with text messages while you're driving? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg just has zero answer for it. Uh, yeah, I love that. Because that is like such, that was such a good interview to watch. Like the chunk there where it's like Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan, like professional caveman, where Mark is talking about like integrated whatever metaverse VR into your brain. And Joe is just like, wouldn't that be distracting? And Mark, rich guy and Mark who's like, never driven himself. Someone would ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> someone who's not needed to drive themselves for a very long time. Yeah. Had not considered driving while also getting notifications in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. On your corneas. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, um, eventually, the trickster is defeated by Garrett using a tactic that he probably learned from the fucking Looney Tunes, where he swapped out the real eye relic. For an explosive decoy, basically. Oh, classic. <laughs> Which like I, of like, course... It's, it's like a like a stack of bombs built into the shape of a, a shapely woman with, like, lipstick on. And it's just, like, <laughs> one wick slowly burning towards it. Well, the, the scientist is just like, ah, Yeah. <laughs> that's better than, the, that's, that's better than the, the, the one that I had imagined and written down. So, absolutely, that is what you, that is what you swap in there. I, I was thinking, like, brick uh, wall. Brick wall, but you paint it so the eye is still... Like on a pedestal in the brick wall, and the guy runs into the brick wall trying to get. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and gets yeah, crushed, crushed flat, and then uses his hand to peel himself off. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. <laughs> that, yeah. Of course, yes, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's how. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Garrett uh, defeats the trickster god and kills him in this in the same fashion that the Roadrunner would kill Wiley e. Coyote. Perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so in opposition to all these gross nature-loving hippies are the Hammerites, which I had mentioned earlier. Uh, they're an order of religious technocrats who fervently worship the Builder, the architect god who is said to have blessed mankind with technology and raised us up out of savagery. Cool. While they're pretty zealous, they're not really portrayed as evil. Again, uh, the city is not a police state or even like a theocratic kingdom or anything like that. They're responsible for constructing all the roads, the buildings, 
the technology. They brought electricity and like heating to the city. So it, again, they're not the most evil guys on the planet. Yeah, they're, they're um, the Freemasons. It's like you know they're building the roads. They're you know they are they're certain unions and all that, but yeah. uh, they believe in you know strange things. But they're they're okay. Yeah, you know, basically, yeah. like you could, you could live alongside the Hammerites. Um, the head of the Hammerites is the high priest, and he resides in the Hammer Temple, which sounds very cool. Yeah, uh, they, they, it, got, they it got more clothes on whenever uh, MC Hammer couldn't uh, couldn't pay his taxes. <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> These guys sound like the perfect people to have around to keep the trains running on time, but like they're probably not so nice to their wife when they go home. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean they worship the train too, which is very odd. But we just yeah. let them do it. Yeah, it, the, a lot of stuff in Thief is pretty reminiscent of 40k. They they are like Admech, but like way less dangerous, basically. Okay. Yeah, they, definitely. You know, they, they've uh, <laughs> I guess removed the tips from the fangs if we're going to compare it to 40k because <laughs> yeah. 40k is like pretty pretty bleak and violent all the time forever. But, grim yeah. dank. Yeah, 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 it's a grim dank. <laughs> uh, Thief is much less grim dank. Um, the the mission where you have to go into the Hammerite Temple, uh, you Garrett actually uses a disguise opposed to re relying on his like sneaky skills, uh, since uh, <laughs> the security had been upped since an alleged break in at the Cragscleft Prison, which is the mission before you before do that. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was uh, the mission that's honored? Sorry. <clears throat> What's the disguise? Because he, I'm looking at the picture of him. And he's got like all black clothes, like draped like heavily over his face. Does he just have oh, the he, nose he with wears... the mustache? Or... Yes. Um, okay. and... Peter, Peter, may I guess? He, <laughs> sure. he wears a hammer right uniform. He, he does do that. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought it would be something more fun, like a. I, a I would Mr. love Potato. the idea that he just like he is exactly like that. He's just got the little hammer right pin. Like he's yeah. still like all black leather, like black hood up, and, he just, and he's yeah. still crouching and like skulking around the place. But he's just got like everybody's just like there in their like regular clothes. Like it's just like cotton <laughs> dockers and like a button up. Everybody's just like just off work, stop by the Hammerite Temple because everybody has a beer after work and before going home, kind of thing. Uh, and he's there in like all black, like crouching around, but he's got his little pin that says "I'm a Hammerite." Too. Yeah, like, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. You guys ever get the urge to Assassin's Creed your way through a crowd, like? holding your hands in the prey position and, like, pushing people. When I'm in crowds, oh, I always me. want to push people in front of me. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever struck me, but uh, maybe yeah. the next time I'm in a crowd, which it feels like so long since I've been in a crowd. I yeah. feel like last Christmas time when, like, holiday shopping was, like, the last time I was uh, in a serious crowd. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I can... It's coming up, the holidays, so I'll see if I can, like, remember that and... Yeah. Maybe just pushing people out of my way. While I'm, crap. I, I'm like way too polite in public. I was like waiting for someone to come all the way down the stairs. You'd be a terrible so I could go up a bit. And then people are like pushing me out of the way and they're going past me. I'm just like letting everybody go first. The world's crazy, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't been out. I haven't been looking so browbeaten by that. <laughs> I haven't been out in public. Like, I don't know. COVID's changed me. The crowds are tough, man. Crowds are tough. I, yeah, I've, I've never liked. Crowds, honestly. Your favorite bar, Jamie, is like four and a half feet wide. Like, how do you say? I know everyone there, and I usually go in late afternoon before it gets too crowded. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it gets, gets too spicy. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so, just on the subject of the people who made Thief, also made Dishonored. Uh, the first, uh, the Knife of Dunwall, the first DLC for the first Dishonored, and which are perfect, as in my opinion. You do the exact same thing. You use a disguise from that religious order to break into a prison to break this lady out who you need. I think she's like the captain of your ship or some shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
Um, I personally think that the three of us would make excellent Hammerites, uh, as we often say how the internet was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Part of the Hammerite belief is that there is a limit to how much technological advancement you should pursue. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Now, this obviously has created a schism within the Hammerite order, but we'll find out more about that after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, everybody. Now, after thinking, after listening to that ad, we can get into religious schisms. Yay. Yeah, so we've got, we've got, uh, trains are good, 4chan is bad. And that's like, that's our spectrum. And we know that somewhere in the middle there are the the Hammerites' beliefs on technology. Correct. It should have stopped somewhere. Because everyone everyone can agree. Even the most avid internet user can agree that 4chan was bad. People that use 4chan will agree that 4chan was bad. People Um, use 4chan because 4chan is bad, and they they know and believe that it's bad. Yeah. I believe believe that they believe. That's how they know they fit in there. The way that they talk about themselves. Like, you know that they they don't have the highest uh, perception of themselves either, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the schism here uh, would lead to a faction uh, of, uh, you know, again, technology worshippers, but it's gone too far, called the Mechanists. And the Mechanists are the ones who actually usher in the Metal Age, which is the subtitle for Thief 2, the one that I beat, the good one that I beat, not the bad one that I beat. Very much, again, recommend this game. Just save, scum, like I did. Just uh, just like every six feet, save, just quick save, because you're going to make a mistake. I'm not going to, because that's not fun. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it depends on who you ask. I'm not. I'm not going to play this game because <laughs> having to having to hit save and reload every ten seconds is yeah. not fun to me. I mean, <laughs> you, it it happened that you played what was that game? Uh, Pathfinder. You had to save scum that one. XCOM. There's games that you'll save scum, but I guess the sneaking's probably not. Okay, yeah, he had to save scum in Pathfinder, but also if you do not remember the salt that was pouring out of this oh, man, yeah. you were so upset. <laughs> they locked I mean, me into yeah, this level like, ten fight and all that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I had to save scum because they locked me in a in a dungeon that took like, I think it took like a week and a half real real time to do, and I was just like, oh, I wonder like what it looks like on the inside, and it's like the door closes behind you and it's locked forever until you kill the big boss, and I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I didn't bring any fucking supplies with me, so. <laughs> yeah. Better just keep saving and roll a hundred, save again, and, roll a hundred, and, save again. And you know what? I never beat that game, beat that dungeon, and kind of stopped playing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't imagine the whole um, turned a blind corner and were caught and murdered by the guards thing would be a whole lot of fun for Ethan, because <laughs> that's the entire yeah. game. You don't have a skill tree. Garrett <laughs> never gets good at fighting. It is, 
it is it's a 99% pure stealth game and like Damn. a couple of puzzles that's about it. Damn. So, uh the guy who is leading the charge uh of the in in the schism between the Hammerites and the Mechanists was your old buddy Karis, the guy who what? made you the mechanical eye. I, I can't Bain believe law. made a good eye for me. Yeah. Um, it, it did distract me while I was driving, made me crash into an orphanage, but <laughs> it's like pretty cool to live in the metaverse, so kind of worth it, yeah. guys. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the orphanage didn't have a Facebook account, so it's not like it really happened. So. It's not even yeah. a real person. <laughs> it's like they don't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karis actually made Garrett's mechanical eye in the hopes that he would join the mechanists. It was kind of just like a... Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't have any insurance? Don't worry about it, dude. I'll give you your mechanical eye and your whatever, your fucking panty shot robot drones that you can toss out onto the street. Yeah. I'll take care of it. That's... All you need to do is join my spooky church full of robot slaves. That's the beginning of last week's topic. Dude, Cyberpunk, like at the beginning of it, you get a free eye from Vic because he's like, don't worry. You're going to need it. This is like an insurance policy. I need you to come I'm back. Like a side games. quest where you can pay him off too, right? I did it right away and I regretted it. It's twenty-one grand. You don't get nothing for it, and uh, uh, you get the sense of satisfaction from doing the right thing. So yeah. I paid him off like before anything. doing anything else, and I'm like, okay, I have no cybernetics now. I paid him off. Now what? Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I did that my first playthrough too. Yeah. I don't know if I ever regretted it, but I was like, I feel like that's what the way I was role playing my character. I was like, I feel like this is what my character would do because yeah. they were like a nomad. They were all about like family and like paying your debts and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And then and Corpo, I, I never paid him off. Obviously. Yeah. No, nah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Trump doesn't pay his lawyers. It's like a yeah. thing I keep hearing in the news. Just like, yeah, well, that's that's it. You're a lost idiot. <laughs> uh, so Karis had begun creating robots called the Builder's Children and calling himself the Father. This was getting a little too intense for the Hammerites. Uh, the combat robots, which I think is spoiler image five for real this time, um, are steam powered and can be shut down if you shoot the little wood stove on their back. Oh, um, I know, I laugh. <laughs> like a yeah. frog-shaped body they've got the the claw hand the claw on the left and then they have what looks like a cannon or something on the right yeah uh yeah. and it's like their torso is a big face with a, yeah. a bejeweled monocle essentially it looks uh, like the bejeweled monocle is a camera actually that's how they see <laughs> okay it looks like bronze framework all through the body with like mithril like plating or something like that and then the face is just like straight up bronze and i i yeah. picture it as, i picture it as like copper that's like turned green because okay. copper like uh when you like leave it, it out oxidizes. like our, yeah. like our canadian gov government buildings they all have green yeah. roofs because they used to be yeah. copper yeah and lady liberty herself yep they must they must have looked pretty cool when the parliament was first constructed with those copper roofs it must have looked pretty fucking cool to have them like shining copper <laughs> on top after of a those. single winter everything's yeah. green when it all yeah. like spooces <laughs> off you're like fuck <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they. Whenever they redo the roofing, it's gonna blind some guy's cybernetic eye with the sun bouncing yeah. off of it. They'll crash into a, an orphanage without a Facebook it's, account. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like fucking government, dude. If they had like invested that money that they spent on the copper roof in like Bitcoin, dude, we'd all be like fucking <laughs> mega rich right now, man. But, yeah. Like, we're, we're idiots, hey, uh, man, we we got a we got a Bitcoin bro as a leader of the opposition now. Don't worry, baby. Yeah. We, we will destroy the economy yet. I know. <laughs> um, so uh, these things are huge, and like for anybody who may not might not look it up, and the, they remind me, uh, friend of the show, like real life friend Reclusiarch, got me like showed me Warhammer Fantasy a long, long time ago. The face poking out of their chest looks like Balthazar Gelt a lot. If you know who that is, it's like a uh, chrome plated. He's he's got like a golden mask with the kind of have like sunbeams coming off of it. They look a lot like that, but more like alien shaped or like. You know, like elongated South American skulls that are part of a lot of like alien conspiracies. It, they're kind of shaped like that. 
basically. Yeah. yeah. He's, got long... like, he's got spokes on his hat. Yeah. Do South Americans have longer skulls? No, but there was like some. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there oh, are. I love, some... how, I love how Pete bought, took the bait for like half the sentence. That was like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a half serious question. Like, there is like differences in his skull to someone who was like born in China versus born in Europe like 500 years ago, right? Because there wasn't that much like travel mm-hmm. and interbreeding and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and those those tiny little heads you get in the rain in the rainforests. How does little that happen? Shrunken heads, you know, like I don't know. How do they make heads yeah. so small? Shrunken head was a, it was actually a branding thing. That's a regular size head. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. it's just perspective. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It, when he's telling it to you, he's holding one head way back here by his chest. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a forced perspective shot. Yeah. It's like how they made the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of South Americans walk with their chin slightly out to kind of give the their perspective of a longer head. Yeah. <laughs> so while they patrol the the cathedrals and where they're set up these machines will constantly recite scripture they're not alive they actually have like a wax like an old-timey wax cylinder constantly playing a voice recording which uh you guys can listen to on your own time i did post a link to uh the voice that comes out of them is both funny and creepy because karis uh kind of sounds like the brain from animaniacs He's played by the same voice actor as Geralt, who is Stephen Russell, who also plays uh, Corvo in Dishonored 2. Okay. Um, and also um, Nick Valentine in Fallout 4. It's the same actor. Oh, okay. And the Garrett okay. Nick Valentine voice is his regular voice, but he is very much doing like what sounds like an impression of the brain when he's doing Karis, who himself is like Maurice LaMarche's impression of Orson Welles. Okay. Right, so he's like two impressions deep, and like these these giant mechanical robots walking around. They're like, "Yes, we worship the builder, the builder's love." Like they sound very, <laughs> <laughs> they sound they sound very dopey, very cool. um, and they talk about the father Karis basically. And Karis in the final level like torments you over the intercom, and he is very much like Gareth. I wish. Uh, you know, I gave you that eye for a reason, sort of thing. He's just like it, it's a very dopey voice, but like, like it's a very the power indicative. I gave you to look up women's skirts, Gareth. Exactly, <laughs> don't throw it all away. Yeah, I yeah. can throw you as easily as I built you. He has an arrow that he shoots that makes a mirror surface underneath someone's skirt. Like... <laughs> <laughs> How much ankle would you have seen without me? None. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so when Karis created the schism, he obviously was joined by several other Hammerites who shared his dis- his like kind of ambition or his reckless ambition, really, and his disgust for organic life. Uh, so to get the nobility on his side, Karis gifted many of them with something called masked servants. Uh, he claimed that they were automatons and that they were 100% loyal, never got tired, and unlike a human maid, could not get pregnant if you decided to cheat on your wife with them. <laughs> okay. If- for some reason, you found yourself in one of the city's seedier boroughs. You may have noticed a mysterious lack of hobos and prostitutes. Um, and as seen on this graph here, um, that seems to be going down at the exact same rate as the amount of masked servants goes up. Uh, that's just like, that's correlation. It's not, don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't not mean causation. No, not no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. I am too busy. I just want to know if Amazon. my goddamn taxes are going to go up, okay? They won't. Don't you worry well, about it. Well, then I don't care. I'm, look at this I'm article in the Washington Post completely absolving Karis of all responsibility. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Who else the Washington Post again? Karis. Okay. 
Yeah, well, he's, he's probably the best. He's probably the best source then. Getting the info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? yeah. It's the it's the mechanist selling it. That's that's good that he's cleared from it then. I've been watching all. The, uh, like honestly, I love watching the boys on Mechanist Prime too. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karis and his mechanists also began rewriting the scriptures of the Hammerites. And I have a quote here from the new scripter of the Master Builder. I hate. I, oh, excuse me. I really hate to trip, but I gotta be loke. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool. I'm the kind of G the little homies want to be like on my knees in the night saying prayers in the streetlight. Um, this is from the scripture, the rewritten scripture called The Builder's Paradise. Uh, it would... <laughs> I was like, I know this is a Peter fake out, but I don't know. what you're <laughs> A world where all organic life has been eliminated and replaced with technology. Okay. <laughs> Pave paradise, put up a m- machine parking lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I actually had it was actually Coolio who wrote the who rewrote the scriptures. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, <laughs> I knew this was a fake out. I couldn't stop smiling. I I, I couldn't I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I could turn off my fucking camera. I could get, I could I could do like a way better fake out. <laughs> so uh, to eliminate organic life, um, Karis wanted to use the masked servants. So within them was also a canister filled with something called necrotic mutox, which is casually called rust gas. Uh, and when exposed to rust gas, plants, animals, and people are broken down into like a reddish rust-like substance. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know you can sell your reddish rust-like substance on the <laughs> internet if you know the right no, type Jamie. Of people. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make ends meet. Yeah. Canisterous poisonous gas. I mean, like uh, you know, every month you can just resell it for three hundred bucks, dude. It's great. <laughs> There was far more gas with the, that was ready to be released from the Soul Forge Cathedral, which was the church that the mechanists had built for themselves. However, with the help of the pagan dryad named Victoria, uh, Garrett managed to stop Karis. Uh, Victoria was a powerful spirit who can shapeshift just like the trickster did. Uh, normally, she appears as a regular human woman, but <laughs> since people in the city would be kind of put off by her actual skin, which looks like bark, she okay. rarely appeared in her true form. Um, she is not uh, as powerful as a trickster was, but was a demigod of some kind. Like in our timeline, like a, in our timeline, she showed up as a ninety-year-old uh, lady uh, who was a monarch uh, for for Britain, Victoria. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, just right. recently, in the current timeline, she returned to tree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, the queen who just died was Elizabeth. Oh, was it? Oh, which one was Victoria? <laughs> she died like this centuries ago. Yeah, it was, I, it was Elizabeth's grandmother, I think. Yeah, something oh, like yeah. It was like because her father was King George. Right? What's their and last name? What's the queen's last? Windsor. Name? Windsor. Oh, you guys are good. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being impressed by knowing the one of the most famous people on Earth's last name? I would not. This came up. I was watching. I forget what I was watching, but it came up. And they're like, do you know the Queen's last name? And I was like, no way. No way. I, mean, I, am, yeah. I am not surprised that you didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know her first name. Is that not her family name? name? I don't know Amaranth's first or last name. But... I know. Do you know? Do you know what nationality? Uh, you know, you know where, where their heritage is, what country it comes from. Amaranth? No, the the <laughs> Windsors. Um, in Britain, I hope. No, it's German. They're really? German. Oh, mm-hmm. Ang- okay. Is that why our our um our languages are all tied up together? I no. mean, yes and no. That's not the direct cause. More like yeah. them them becoming. 
king of queens maybe as a result of there being so much like saxon presence in uh the eu or uh, the eu the uk not explicitly not the eu yeah so um (laughs) okay so we've got we've got bark woman who realizes that the people of this industrial town will never uh recognize uh a type two body with power i think (laughs) uh yeah yeah (laughs) that's right yeah yeah. when the fuck did that was in that was in sound check type one (laughs) type one and type two um are are, there's no male or female in world of warcraft anymore it's a type one body or type two type one just happens to be male yeah Yeah. so yeah Yeah. uh they (laughs) <laughs> a type two a, a type two body with any kind of authority would not be accepted within the city especially with bark skin so she disguised herself as a a regular type two body with with fleshy like you know skin like ours basically right yeah um and this, this is due to her powerful magics so to delay the release of the gas victoria unleashes her power um completely and like expands into a network of vines to basically plug all the different exhaust vents within the Soulforge cathedral so she blocks that up sadly this kind of overexerted her type 2 body and she dies in the process oh no <laughs> she sacrifices herself to help garrett because without her help uh he would not have had enough time to go up and actually stop karis wait time. would queen victoria be around in the 1800s maybe this is his uh yeah he was around in the late 1800s okay yeah. well then this is might be her then the victorian era was like the whatever like the late 18th, like 1870 or something it's like that. It's when stuff and looks then... like Bloodborne. That's she was born in 1819. She she actually died in 1901. So it's literally like like right That's right up end. until the, yeah. the end of right. the 19th century. She yeah. stuck around for one year to see like, do I like this 20th century? Nah. And then, Not for yeah. me. Nah. Yeah. Made like a frog. Things getting too throat. advanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and eventually, Karis and the mechanists are actually killed by their own creation because, with the plugging of the vents and then some whatever, like stealth hacking and redirecting of things, um, the rust gas is unleashed only within the cathedral and it kills the mechanist wow. himself. Victoria sadly dies, and then Garrett gets out uh, to a Type One body. On, yeah. Basically, it's like a drive-in, right. uh, a drive-in cathedral. That everybody just passes out at the wheel because all the gas was filling up the cathedral. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, put, they put the speaker and a tube from your exhaust pipe in the front window so you can hear the movie and fall asleep. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Sounds like a cult, though. To be fair, yeah. I was gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the final faction we're going to cover are the Keepers. Uh, they're on another very kind of pseudo, like Freemason. They're, they're like a niche. The they're like a niche faction on a soccer team too. Wait, what's are the they? name? What's the name? The Keepers, because the keep- oh, a, yeah, a, yeah, keeper, yeah. a keeper is a goaltender. Yep. In oh, <laughs> in oh yeah, goaltender, of course. Yeah. In Quidditch, <laughs> maybe you've heard of that. Yeah, your grill Jamie about the Queen, he doesn't know anything about it. You make one reference to soccer, and I'm just like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Type 2 Monarchs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so Garrett works closely with the Keepers in Thief Deadly Shadows. They're like an organization of kind of... They, they're kind of low fantasy wizards. They use something called glyph magic, where they write down different symbols and whatnot, and every symbol is representative of a different kind of magical power. They're not straight up wizards with like wands and like beams and shit like that on the subject of quidditch i suppose sure it's it's much more low fantasy uh thief itself is even when things kind of involve magic and like you know gas that dissolves people it's still very much it's much more grounded than a, a, a different kind of fantasy game it's it's very kind of mixed into more like yeah. a regular city where folklore is real 
I mean, uh, yeah, a lot like Dishonored. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is, like, organic, like, making fantasy worlds, like, more organic and more based on, like, real-world folk- folklore, where a lot of D&D, or a lot of D&D, Jesus, a lot of fantasy and, and high fantasy, <laughs> uh, like D&D, that we talk about on this show, yeah. is, like, we've talked about it before, so rooted in, in Tolkien, right? So yeah. so rooted in yeah. Tolkien and, like, his inspirations, I guess. Um, but reading about, like, a lot of the you know, world egg myths when we talk about uh, certain fantasy franchises that, like, use, like, Chinese mythology or the Indian mythology or the Japanese mythology. I just find, like, super fascinating. So I always like this, too, and that's something that I really liked about Dishonored. I thought it was so cool when you get, like, the Scrimshaw man or, or whatever his name is who who talks about, like, carving the whale bones and he yeah. just, like, appears in your dreams, like, uh, and, like... Oh, the outsider. The outsider. That's what that's yeah. his name is. Death, hence death of the outsider, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I've always thought that was super cool and, and like you said, like, like a direct love letter to these games, so I guess I'm I'm not su- not surprised, but happily happily informed that it's kind of the same <laughs> thing where it's this, this industrialized, modern, realistic world where they've just injected like hints of the strange. Uh, yeah, yeah, even I, I think I'll run a D and D campaign for you, and this is okay. what the 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 process will be. Most of it yeah, is sure. uh, we don't go on adventures. We can Good. maybe go on a one adventure per year, depending on how much we save. Um, just just for the record, so far you're describing. Every D and D game, okay. Like, every, <laughs> you, like most of them act like they want to go on adventures, but then you spend a lot of time in town talking to like the gnome blacksmith right. who you know is an interesting character. Oh no, you can maybe talk to other people, but that'll okay. be after your ten to twelve hour shift, um, okay. where you have to do something monotonous, and there will be rolls. And if you do roll a one, you will be punished by your um, okay. employer. Can I can I quick save and quick load? Uh no. No, no, nope. no, not, okay. not in this damn, world, damn, no. Damn. Okay, uh, yeah, if you're lucky, you'll be able to afford a small house sometime, which most of your time outside of work will be spent in your humble abodes and just enjoying stuff like watching um, TV or being on the internet. Okay. And, do, uh, I, do I have, do I get, can I skill like bonuses in watching TV or using the internet? Uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely can. You can learn how to use uh, some of those like uh, Windows function keys on your computer and stuff to to get okay, more yeah. out of your time on the computer. But whoa, uh, that's crazy! Yeah, you the bonus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I probably want to. I probably want to stat decks then, right? For yeah. The, for those, that's probably for the Windows D yeah. to close all windows because yeah. you can't yeah. do it otherwise. And then <laughs> once per year we can go on an adventure, but it's going to be at a place where it's all included. So you're going to be kind of there's going to be. Um, a schedule where 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 you have to be at any given time. You have to go eat at certain times and things like that. Uh, and there's going to okay. be no monsters at all. Jamie, they, just like D and D HR lady, like is that what? <laughs> <you're talking laughs> like? But it's going to be so rooted in our what our real lives are right now that okay, uh, okay. that, that and what, most of our time is. I'm, yeah. I'm still waiting on you to inject the just the hint of strange. What's the, the hint, hint of strange? Oh, actually, wait, yeah. Uh, you're oh, paid... sometimes you talk to a weird guy on the street and he's magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the strange part is like at a certain point you actually start uh, making more than your boss and you're able to uh, actually buy a place to, to settle down and call home that's that's a little bit bigger. And okay. uh, yeah, kind of kind of unbelievable, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I say jokingly as the only homeowner on this call. <laughs> oh, I wonder yeah. if, if you could do like, you could probably do a fun tongue in cheek, like actual work life uh, type of thing, but with like. Oh, it, for sure. For yeah. sure they exist. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. That, isn't that like a fake tabletop game in some cartoon called Death and Taxes, which is like where the dragons live out our lives or something like that? I feel like that's a <laughs> thing that I've heard. That sounds like fun. I'd play that. I'm, I'm sure there is, yeah. I think, yeah. I feel like that's a reference to something. Anyway, the keepers. Um, 
But yeah, like so Dunwall, which is the city in uh, Dishonored, and the city in Thief do share a lot of the same DNA. Of course, the Dishonored games do get way more fantastical with their expansions, which are totally worth playing. Even though, like again, I've I've, I've shit on Dishonored two enough. There's like positive aspects to it. I, I again, and I yeah. know I'm, I'm really hammering this on, but I, I love that like. It's like when you start Dishonored One, it's so like you get these these random encounters with the the outsider, and it seems not real. But like the more disillusioned your character gets with industrialization, the more you start to believe in these like like these other ways of life. Like people get yeah. so so hung up in a society. Like as society, we get so hung up in like the way we do it now is the only possible way to do it. Nobody's yeah. come up with another way, so there's no other way to do it, kind of thing. And everybody just gets like exactly. lost in that mire when it's like, well, people were kind of doing it for. I've been doing it for 200,000 years. So maybe yeah. there's other avenues that we could kind of explore, but we're right. just and in capitalism, you know, like yeah. not to, to get completely stuck on dishonored though. It is completely, it is relevant. I fucking love those games. Like the whales are like slightly magical in the same way that the glyphs and the pagans here yeah. are, because when you in death of the outsider spoilers, you do go to the void and the whales just like the, the void seems to just be like the deeper you go in the ocean. Cause whales mm. freely swim around the void as they go down, basically. Yeah. Right. And that's why their oil is so good for energy, is because they're not, like, spellcasters or anything, but there is clearly something slightly un unnatural, in quotes, about yeah. the whales that are connected to the outsider, right? And all this all this other cool shit. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I will say, we, we always talk about how whenever we do an, an episode on a topic, we really want to play that game. This Thief episode is really making me want to play Dishonored, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend you can absolutely fight your way out of combat or out of yeah. a, out of an alarm. So if you make yeah. a mistake, you don't need to just reload the entire fucking level. Yeah. yeah. Um. So glyphs, like we were saying, just to go back here, it is kind of like Scrimshaw on like in Dishonored. It was like the it, the inspiration for like carving magical spells in runes, which give you passive buffs in Dishonored. Definitely came back from Thief. Like they initially just like brought this episode through because the glyphs are written down magical symbols that have like different effects. Like we were like we were saying. However, at least in Thief, the origin of the glyphs is not known. Um, I had to lore boys canon this one. It is definitely from some sort of other spirit, like other magical god, because we know that the builder is a, is like is real, because that's where the Hammerites get their knowledge, and they have a relic as well, which we'll talk about shortly. And then like the trickster is just like straight up a god, and Victoria was magic. Like it, it does exist. So the the glyphs themselves seem to come from another realm, and these things are written down and used by the keepers. Uh, the Hammerites use a sentient artifact called the Chalice of the Builder, and the eye that we talked about earlier is also a sentient. Which these relics, they're not alive. Like you don't speak to them, but they are allegedly conscious in some capacity okay. so they're like vessels for the god that they're like cool. going through so the chalice is from the builder and the eye is from someone else it was used by of course the trickster in his ritual it's not known if he created it but it's some sort of mundane thing that you know channels some sort of mysterious energy in the same way the runes in Dishonored do just through the the, the writings on them right cool or b being made of whalebone I suppose because the whales are you know, lightly yeah. magical. Uh, the Keepers have many historical texts which predict the future, and they started to worry when they stopped predicting the future. They had, like, these predictive texts that had, like, ceased to write themselves, basically, uh -oh. and they were like, okay, we gotta prepare for this. Something's gonna yeah. go horribly wrong here. 2012. What, what yeah. the hell happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've never looked up a whale uh, skeleton until just now, and 
they're the top bone on their head is like a lot more slanted than I would have thought it was. Like, some of them, yeah, some of them. Jamie, the thief episodes has given Jamie a just fascination with phrenology for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have such a long head. Oh no, wait, sorry. This is a this is a picture of a South American. My bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, South America just used to be underwater. That's why they're just finding whale bones. That are like, yeah, yeah. Look, it was. Yeah, look. Don't get me started on the fossil tangent. <laughs> okay. No, um, so, due to the fact that their prophecies had stopped writing themselves, the keepers uh, started to show a kind of shocking amount of responsibility for a giant organization in a work of fiction. Um, writings from an ancient keeper named Albrecht say, and this is a real quote because it's relevant. Who shall watch the watchers? Who shall keep the keepers? Alas, there is no one. No one to watch us. No one to keep us. This conclusion fills us with dread. For even a keeper should not be left unchecked. Which is a very good, like, just a mid-tangent here. I love writing an organization like this. That is very cool. They were just like, hey, we have all these magical glyphs and we literally predict the future. We need uh, some kind of fail set. Like, yeah. no man should have this responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> no type one should have this. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it became our work to plan for the worst possible contingencies. If at some point in the distant time, in the future, should the keepers become unbalanced, then only our work would stand in the way of disaster. This is why we labored long and hard to create the last of all glyphs. So the last of all glyphs is created is creatively named the final glyph. And Garrett brought it to all of its different activation sites, which were related to different sentient relics. So he brought it to the chalice, he brought it to the eye, he brought it to some other ones that aren't, you know, MacGuffins in the previous games. Sure. Um, and this was to complete the ritual so that he could activate it and prevent Gamal, also known as the hag, from using the glyphs to cause some sort of magical apocalypse. Um, Gamal, centuries ago, was a keeper. However, after discovering the glyph of transmutation, began to use it to siphon life out of other beings and keep herself alive. So she's pretty much now this centuries-old witch, not mm. unlike Granny Rags in Dishonored, right? Uh, it's okay, a, yeah. another little loop in there. It's the the folkloric witch who's been alive for, for centuries using dark yeah. magic to prolong her life. Baba Yaga. We, we've yeah. talked about how, how prevalent that trope yep. is, right? Yeah. Kind of like um, she, she would eventually use glyphs to break into an orphanage, kill an orphan girl, and then possess her body. Okay, she she used the uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, metaverse eyes to break into the, <laughs> yes. the wall of an orphanage. <laughs> yeah. it, it was. I didn't want to bring it up, but it was so funny that you were just like, "Well, this orphanage wasn't on Facebook," and I was like, "Well, yeah, I'll find that later." <laughs> she did go into the she did go into the one orphanage within the city that did not have a Facebook page, so that she could kill one of the orphans and and steal her body. So the final glyph, what it did was either erase or cut off every single existing glyph from its connection to the outer god that it was connected to, whoever it created it that was channeling, that was giving the magical powers, and it eliminated magic from the world, and this was the only way to prevent Gamal's coming Dark Age. Okay. Okay. As a result, the Keepers lost all of their abilities, because all of their magic was glyph-based, but they, they knew, it's just like, hey, we, there's one plug and we gotta fucking pull it if <laughs> things start to go wrong. Yeah. And so their compound that they they lived within, the Keeper compound, was no longer invisible without magic. So people just immediately discovered it. It just materialized in one <laughs> district of the city. 
And of course, hey, they have there's no... suddenly a building in that place with the invisible walls we kept walking into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, people just like walking in place, like Morning Sam, just like rushing <laughs> up against this invisible, like like yes. just like an abounding yeah. abounding yeah, box, yeah. basically. Like, I like a GTA character stuck on a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. Trying to walk, like. Wonder if it had some type of mental effect, so they think they're walking forward, but they just do a little U-turn and keep walking, like that. Oh, yeah. uh, like pass by the the, the oh, same yeah, guy they were just talking to. They're glamoured. Yeah, Loreboy's cannon, the keeper compound was not invisible, but had a spell on the exterior that would always remind someone that they forgot something at home. So they would turn around right before seeing it. <laughs> that yeah. would turn on They're their like, oh, oven. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> turn on their oven so they'd have to go back and turn it off. <laughs> so without power, without an invisible compound, the keepers basically completely dissolved and just disappeared into the population. They were like, our work here is done. We had the power of foresight and have now disconnected the world from magic. This would be everyone except garrett who would kind of there was a some prophecy like again he's not quite so much the chosen one but he was eventually known as who would become the one true keeper and he became the final keeper after activating the final rune. okay so he's the last one left the final keeper, the one, the night- one who turned foresight into three sight <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't see foresight anymore Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to the eyes, too. Right? Yep. yep. Yeah. One, 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 eye, the... one, re- one good eye can't see four sights. Yeah. That's, that's a right. good, great quote. That on a piece <laughs> yeah. of corn. Just like yeah. a fucking t-shirt. Make, make that your next secret cult mission statement, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so one night after the activation of the final glyph, uh, at glyph he caught a young girl trying to pickpocket him. Uh, impressed by the fact that he was not only a the last keeper but also a master thief, he told her that she had some skill and he took he took her under his wing, or it's implied that he took her under his wing as a protege to train the next master thief. Uh, this ending of um, Deadly Shadows, the third game, seems to have inspired the creation of Aaron, who is the reboot Garrett's sidekick. However, in the reboot, she's just like a whiny goth bitch who spends her entire time murdering people, fighting with Garrett, and disobeying orders. But this doesn't really matter since reboot Garrett is also a whiny goth bitch who spends most of the game <laughs> murdering people, disobeying orders, and criticizing everybody he works with. Right, so, cool. like, in the five minutes that she's on screen, they're exactly the same. They're just awful, basically. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. not to end on that negative note, but that's Thief. All right. Wow. That, this one really stole my attention. Really <laughs> stole the captured show. my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. one really snuck into my house and stole my attention away, so that I thought about it <laughs> dishonored the whole time. Actually, this one, this one really stuck it, it snuck into my house, uh, shot my dog, tied me up, and left me for dead. Great <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet> episode. <laughs> That's reboot, Garrett. Anyway, I have been your host. <laughs> Peter O'Donoghue. Uh, if you'd like to break into my house and kill my dog, you can find me at Lorboy's Podcast oh on Instagram. Um, <laughs> moreover, on the Discord, it's just linked, but I don't have a dog. It's linked below. <laughs> I, uh, I've been Ethan Paul, uh, reboot Ethan Palmer, excuse me. Uh, if you want to, um, you know, join the show and help me break into Peter's house, just uh, click on the links down below. Uh, and we'll be doing that uh, probably as a patron event. Uh, <laughs> we're thinking about maybe including all the Discord normies. But uh, yeah, Jamie, is there anything you wanted to, to plug? Get us get 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 yourself in the Discord, everyone. That's where all the fun stuff's happening. Uh, check the link below. Uh, we're chatting with folks all the time. Um, you'll get to see fun things that we talk about, like why does Kant organism and a picture of bagel bites, and get maybe maybe you'll get some contacts around that too, especially if you're a patron. But um, yeah. yeah, should we should we post this 
this Yahoo answer picture with the the bonus audio. I feel like at this point we probably should. Oh uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you should. Yeah, if you yeah, if you want to become a patron, uh, a patron and support the show, patreoncom slash uh to, to to learn what the fuck we're talking about. Honestly, <laughs> um, of course, uh, there's other ways to help the show. If you guys don't have the, the scratch, um, don't spend it if you don't got it. Uh, yeah. But you can just leave us a review, tell your friends, spread the word, spread the good word of the uh, the keepers of lore that we the are. The builders love. That's it. Mm-hmm. The builders, the yeah. builders love. Join, the, join the the lore boys Patreon. The lore type ones Patreon. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, if you, don't trust, if you don't trust Patreon, we do got lore boys Prime or lore type one body type Prime. Yep. Uh, where you guys can support the show. Uh, we are, you know, starting a cult, of course. We have been for five years, I feel like, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened overnight. We've been working. It really, you, they didn't build a cult in a day. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, we, we need some uh, we need some sneaky folks this time around to uh, wear masks and do some chores for us around the house. Um, <laughs> it's going to be pretty epic, gamers. Crouch okay? walk everywhere. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to be stealing magic artifacts. We're going to be overthrowing robot armies. All we need you to do is to crouch around and take out the garbage for us because it's starting to stink a little. Next time we visit Ethan, there's just going to be five uh, body type ones in gimp suits crouching, walking around his house. (laughs) Raking the leaves, rooting uh, rooting up uh, weeds. And, uh, you know. Honestly, landscaping gimps is a great kind of like goofy idea for a business. <laughs> Pat and Penning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a couple things. We're gonna do our uh our, our cooking dinner in a show, uh Trickster, that's coming up. We got our lawn- <laughs> yeah. landscaping gimps that'll come to your place. <laughs> <laughs> they'll fix it up uh, and uh they, they, they'll they'll break a sweat underneath all that leather i'm sure but, oh, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and i think that would constitute a more boys more boys, Is it so Dr. I, Poop or whatever, the guy with the hat that plays no, Mario Maker? Carl Sagan, 42. Oh, I like Carl there's, Sagan, too. Okay. There's, Grant, there's Grant Pooh Bear. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a sponsor. Dr. Poop. Close. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was something with Pooh in the name, and I was like, if I was going to yeah. choose a name, I would never put Poo in it. But Dr. Poop Respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 